In the name of the triune God, amen. The passage of scripture which will serve as the basis of our meditation is that reading just read from 2 Corinthians chapter 6 beginning with verse 1. Dr. M. Scott Peck begins his best-selling book entitled The Road Less Traveled with this stark statement. He writes, Life is difficult. He goes on to say that this is one of the most important truths that we can apprehend in life, that life is difficult. And he says, once you accept that truth, life becomes less difficult. Well, I would say that for us as Christians, life is difficult, even though some people deny that. Some preachers, some Christians say that when you become a Christian, suddenly your life becomes easy. Wealth, health, prosperity, easy street. But that certainly hasn't been my experience as a Christian. And as I read the scriptures and study church history about the faithful saints of old, it sure doesn't seem to describe their situation in life. Ministry and life are difficult. And for you, preparing for ministry, your life is difficult as a Christian. Ministry and the preparation for ministry is difficult. Case number one for that is the Apostle Paul. This hero of the faith describes his experiences in ministry here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And this is what he describes. As servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. Ouch! That's painful. <laughs> that is an easy street. That was the life of Paul. How about your life preparing for ministry? Is it easy? I bet it's not. You've faced and are facing great difficulties. <clears throat> Many of you have just arrived, having left much of everything behind. You have forsaken your careers to come here to study, prepare for pastoral ministry. You've uprooted yourselves. You've uprooted your families. You now are foregoing a steady income, maybe any income at all, and you are going into debt and your classes are difficult. Many of you just started Greek a week ago, and you found that seminary academic work is difficult. The biblical languages are difficult. You've been studying long hours, and your wife is suffering as well, as we refer to them around here, Greek widows. Your preparation for ministry is difficult. But let me assure you that when you go out into ministry in your first call, it doesn't get any easier. Ministry is difficult. I remember when I first began my ministry. I had just been installed, and the circuit counselor took me out to eat for lunch one day. He wanted to get to know me and introduce himself to me, share with me some information about the circuit, but he also wanted to share with me some counsel about pastoral ministry. 
And I'll never forget his words. He said, David, ministry is always a blessing. You will be blessed in your ministry, and it has great joy associated with it. But remember this, ministry is always difficult. It's never easy. And that held true to my experience. Ministry is never easy. It's difficult. So, how do we face the difficulties of ministry? How do we face the hardships of preparation for ministry? I would say there's essentially two options. The first option is to find the easier way out, to look for easy street, to look for the path of least resistance, that you just try to do what is minimum, do the least amount of work, invest yourself just so that you get by, cooperate and graduate, take the easier route. Or maybe you download papers from the internet. That's a lot easier than doing the research and writing them yourselves. Or print a sermon from the internet and preach that instead. That's easier. Or maybe if you're in ministry as a pastor or deaconess and it just is so rough, you may not resign your call, but you resign yourself. You just resign yourself to get by, and that's it. You submit to weak resignation. That's the easier way of going about it. But the easier way is not the way of God. My wife used to teach in central Illinois in a town that literally had a street called Easy, Easy Street. In fact, she had some friends who lived on that street in Morton, Illinois. And there, as you enter the street, is the sign says Easy Street. But just a few yards beyond it is another traffic sign that reads Dead End. Easy Street is a dead end in Morton, Illinois. And it's a dead end in our lives and ministry as well. That's not what God has called us to, to that which is easiest. So what is the other option? The other option, instead of focusing on what is easier, is to focus on the cross, the cross of Christ, the grace of God given through the cross. And this is what Paul commends to us in our text. He says in verse 1, working together with him. Notice he's speaking to those who are working with him in ministry. This isn't unbelievers. He's talking to believers and those working with him in his work. He says, working together with him, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in a favorable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Paul here is saying that God's presence, his gracious presence, his favorable time, his salvation, his help is for you who work with him now. 
Today, it's here for you, his day of salvation. Of course, that day of salvation commenced when the God-man Jesus Christ came into the world. He came here to live for us and to suffer the consequences for our sin for you. And yet, even though his life was difficult and his ministry was filled with hardships, he did not resign himself. He did not seek the easier path, but he set his face towards Jerusalem. He set his face towards the cross, and he suffered and died there for your faults, your failures, your weak resignation, that you might be right with him. But he didn't stay dead on the cross, and he didn't stay lifeless in the tomb. He rose victorious from the grave. And that victory now is the vindication of God over all that brings curse upon this world. And his resurrection, Peter tells us, brings us the power of God to bring transformation into our lives and give us strength and power to meet the difficulties of life. So that, with the cross, we need not seek that which is easier, but we seek that which is Easter. The power of the resurrection, and that changes everything. In the midst of suffering, in the midst of hardship, as we carry our cross, we also receive of his power and grace to persevere. This is precisely what Paul says in our text. He says, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance, endurance in afflictions, endurance in hardships, endurance in calamities, endurance in beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. Through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet known as dying, and behold, we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. Paul says we live in the power of Easter, and that doesn't take us out of our hardship but it enables us to find the victory in the midst of difficulties and hardships and to accomplish and advance his will and his kingdom. We have life in him in the midst of sorrow and pain and hardship and struggle. And in his life, we find joy. In his Easter, we find victory. Scott Peck was right. Life is difficult. Ministry is difficult. Preparation for ministry is difficult. But in the power of Easter, there is life and victory and advancement of the purposes of God, strength 
to meet today and every day. Amen.